This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. Guys, you're going to want to sit down for this one because um, we're going we're gonna to go a little bit off the rails we're going to go a little bit different than, you know, the, the regular route. And we do talk about a lot of interesting things here on the parenting show. Um, but I really think that it's important that we get in touch with ourselves, you know, and who are we as parents? Um, as we get older and as we have kids, we tend to lose ourselves, whether you're the mom, whether you're the dad. Um, and I think it's really important to get back in touch with yourself. And so I was like, well, <laughs> you know, if we're going to, if we're going to go down that road, I have to bring on someone like just right for this particular episode. So without further ado, we're just going to jump right into it. I have Luna Matatas joining us. She is a sex and pleasure educator. Luna, how are you? I am so excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk about all the things. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, thank you for joining me. I'm very excited. I have been following you on social media for quite a while now. And I actually found you through one of our mutual friends and special guests of the show, um, Dr. Jess. Sex with Dr. Jess. I'm sure you guys know her and you've heard her here on the show many, many times. She's absolutely amazing. And I, I saw that that you guys have done some stuff together. And I was like, Check out this Luna girl. Who is she? What is she about? And when I checked you out, I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, Jess is the best. <laughs> and, and when I saw you liking things, I was like, oh, she's interested in this. She's interested in that. <laughs> like, who is Listen, this Tina? I must know her. <laughs> I am such a curious person. So, and, and you probably already realize that because a lot of people, when they get to know me or when I get to know people, all I do is ask questions. I want to know everything. I want to know every little thing. And they're like, well, you ask a lot of questions. I'm like, I sure do. But that's how I learn, right? Yeah. Through asking questions. And I was like, wow, Luna can really help us out, especially like I said, you know what I mean? Like we're parents. And so everyone listening at home or whether they're in their cars, you may want to pull over. I don't know if this is going to be a good show to listen to while you're driving, but we do tend to lose ourselves. And I think back, you know, being a mom of three, I think back to pre-kids and then after having my first, and then came the second, then came the third. And then I was like, who am I? Who am I? I don't know if I'm coming. I don't know if I'm going. Um, I'm a mom now. And Pina just disappeared. And it took a while for Pina to come back, right? Because I was just like, no, I'm a mom. So everything I have to do, I live and breathe is motherhood is about my kids. And I put myself on the back burner. And so I think it's really important that we have you know, this kind of conversation because we lose ourselves and it's really hard to find ourselves once again. I can't speak for all you dads out there, but I know that you guys go through it as well. You know, so it's like, there's just so much, there's so much. And then there's also after having kids, you know, 
just even getting back into the swing of things with your partner and that intimacy, you know, and it's just like, I'm tired. You know, I, I've been dealing with the kids all day and, and that really sucks because you really need that with your partner. And if you lose it, you can lose a lot. So we're, we're going to talk a little bit, a little bit about, you know, getting in touch with yourself again. And in turn, by doing that, what that also means for any relationship that you're in, right? So Luna, I don't know, where do we start? Oh my gosh. Well, you said, you said all the amazing things there. I think, I think that's a perfect place to start this idea of how do we lose ourselves? And then how do we come back into relationship with ourselves? And, and what are the consequences and benefits of, of maintaining that relationship? And so much of what we've been told in society actually goes against that, right? Like it, oh it makes us feel guilty. It makes us feel, oh, you're not being a good mom or a good parent because you're thinking about yourself. We've, we've branded what's actually caring and nurturing for ourselves as selfish. And, and that really robs us of, of so much of the joy of being present in, in our full selves. So I think, I don't know, is that a good place to start? Yes, <laughs> please. And I'm glad that you mentioned society because I think that that is really, really important. And that is key, not only society, but the way we were brought up. So now comes in our culture um, and maybe faith, religion, spirituality. Um, so you guys know that I've, I've talked, I've talked openly about this stuff with Dr. Jess on the show in the past. And, and I'm going to be doing the same today. I honestly, like what you see with me is what you get. I like to keep it real. I have nothing to hide. Um, so yeah, you're, you're in for, you're in for a good ride today. Let me tell you, <laughs> and maybe a, a good one after the show too, depending who you're with. <laughs> <laughs> You may, you know, it may just like get you going and you're like, wow. Um, so yeah, growing up Italian, growing up so that, you know, the Europeans growing up, uh, Catholic, there's been a lot of shame around this stuff, you know? And so it's like, no, 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 we don't talk about this stuff that is not discussed. You don't do that stuff. That's bad. You know, like even just look at like the, the church, you know? It's crazy. Lucky for me, I I'm very spiritual too. And that balances things out because spirituality is all about self. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So let's just go. Let's go. I don't know, Luna, I'm throwing it to you. Well, I can, I can relate to that, that piece about growing up. I, I mean, I think people sometimes think because I'm a sex educator that I had like some sort of sex positive upbringing. That's not true. My parents are, are Guyanese. I grew up Catholic, went to Catholic school. So I didn't learn anything in, our, in high school sex ed. I think I learned what most of us learned, which is how to get pregnant or how not to. I, actually, I didn't even really see contraception. So I don't know. But yeah. I, I think that you don't have to come from that kind of place. Like it, it's, it's so beautiful that, that we get to unlearn all of this stuff. Like the things that we need to be able to do the sex are, are not actually the yeah. things that we learned in high school, right? We need to learn how do I communicate my desires? How do I navigate, you know, not feeling certain things? How do I talk to my partner about their fantasies? How do I get over this also learned shame of hating my body or thinking that another body is having better sex than, than this body? And uh, it took me a really long time. And, and it was having exposure to conversations like this, like having exposures to people normalizing, talking about sex and, and pleasure that, that 
that spurred me to think, oh, wait a minute, there's another way to be like, I don't have to be begging Jesus for forgiveness because I masturbated, you know, <laughs> literal first story. That was my first orgasm. <laughs> I was like, okay, Jesus, I won't do it again. You know, and then I did it like five more times. And I was like, he must be cool. Yeah, this is great. You know, whatever. <laughs> like, he didn't, he didn't make the clip for no reason, you know, <laughs> like, he's cool with it. It's okay. <laughs> no, but it is, it's so true. Like, um, I've mentioned it on, on the show before for the longest time, I was like, well, I, I don't masturbate and I wasn't lying. I was just like, why do I need to, if I've got a man and being a straight woman, I'm like, okay, like I, I've got a guy and that's what he's there for. Like what, if I need it, then I just, I just go to the guy and, and I'm good. Right. So I never found, you know, uh, I didn't understand masturbation, you know? And also I think that it was ingrained in my head so much, um, through the way I was brought up through my beliefs, um, the, you know, religion, faith, that it was like, you don't, you don't do that. And it wasn't till a few years ago. And Dr. Jess was like, we're, we're just having a conversation. I think it was even off air. And then I was like, you know what? I think I ought to try this. She goes, Pina, she goes, I'm sending you a toy. And I was like, okay, let's do it. I'm open. Let me tell you, I have not looked back since. Oh my gosh. Jess was your masturbation angel. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was like, all right. Like, but she was, she's amazing too, because a lot of people are probably, you have to be ready for that. You know what I mean? And some people growing up have been there from the very beginning. And then some people, people later on in life. So like I said, I, I just turned 42, you know? And so for me, it wasn't until a few years ago. And then I also have some friends that were like, okay, you got to try this. You know what I mean? Or you got to try this. And by doing so, it's not, I learned that it's not so much about the self-pleasure, but self-discovery. Mm. Yeah. I'm getting yeah. deep what, on you guys now. I love it. What did you learn about yourself? What came out of it? Honestly, that like what I like, what I, what I don't like so much. Um, and then also just, you know, I fell in love with myself. Because for the longest time, like, you know, like the majority of women out there and men, you know, body issue, body image issues. And I just got this like confidence that I didn't have before. And, and I'm convinced that it was all brought on because of this new self-discovery and this new journey. Yeah, that is so powerful. It is so powerful. And I think a lot of the things that we're preventing you from wanting to embrace that kind of pleasure or in, get into that journey are things that are really common for people. They're all things that we've been taught that if you have a partner, that's where your sex goes, but your erotic self is for you. And, and you get to actually strengthen your partnerships and the sex you have in partnerships by getting into better relationship with your own body, your own desires, no pressure for performance, not worrying about, Oh, is their neck tired or they're tired or the erection's <laughs> gone. You know, like you can just like, 
go to town on, on yourself and build that. I love that you talked about body confidence, like really getting to know your body. And we've been told over and over again that vulvas are difficult to pleasure. And that's just not true. And no. when you get to know your own body, you're like, oh, we just haven't been taught how to pleasure vulvas. Right? Oh gosh. Okay. Guys, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more. We've got Luna Matatas joining us. She's a sex and pleasure educator and it's going to get hot. This is the parenting show right here on AM640 Toronto Radio. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back. This is The Parenting Show right here on AM640 Toronto Radio. And I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. I've got my special guest, Luna Matatas, joining us. She is a sex and pleasure educator. And that's right. That's, that's exactly what we're talking about. Right, Luna? Oh my gosh. All things sex, all things pleasure. Yes. 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 Because you know what? We as parents, it doesn't mean you become a parent that you throw all that stuff out the window. That is not what it means. And I know that as parents, you're like, I'm tired. You know, I've been running around kids all day or running after them, I should say. And I'm just exhausted. Um, but sometimes we just, we need to take that time. We need to take that time for ourselves. We need to take that time for each other. And, you know, going back to time for ourselves, like we were talking about it a little bit before the break. Um, Luna, I had mentioned that, you know, like this is, this is still quite new to me, but it has like changed me so in so many different ways. And it's been a journey of self-discovery. I have to say, you know, um, I actually have to say too, that I think it's increased my sex drive. Mm. Love You're that. the expert here. Is, is that, is, is that usually how it goes? So it can, I think as we, we get more comfortable with our bodies, we start to understand and trust our own arousal process, which means that if you're aroused on a level one to 10 and you start to understand, oh, here's kind of what I like when I'm at a one or a two, here's what I like at a three or a four, that may be different than what you've been used to in partnered sex. A lot of times we're rushing through sex. We're not getting to the body when it's actually in a fuller state of arousal. And so people then kind of believe that, oh, it's just really hard hard for me to orgasm or it takes me so long to orgasm, but you actually build more confidence when you start to pleasure yourself and you learn what works for you, what works for your body, what feels best for you. So it makes total sense to me that your drive would go up. You would have less anxiety about your performance, like whether or not you're going to orgasm or it's going to take you too long. You're also going to start to feel that sexiness versus focusing on, okay, do that thing and do this thing. You, You actually get more into those parts of your body that help you with arousal that nourish your arousal and I think like yeah it's it's really interesting it's really interesting to to see how how things have changed um I think like building that confidence that self-confidence is key I know that um you know for me like I said with body image issues like it was kind of like I was like embarrassed, ashamed, like, okay, I don't know how I feel about my body. I don't know how I feel about you looking at it or whatever. Are you judging me? You know, where now it's different. It's like, no, I got this. I got this. I'm good. You know, you're lucky. (laughs) Right. You are lucky to be here experiencing all of this with me. Yes. 
so powerful. I'm so glad that you discovered this and, and that you're helping other people know that this is possible because and- there's so much that, that we're just taught about, oh, it has to look this way or you have to feel this way. And so much of, of what we've been told is sexy is based on what we look like. And, and that's like, it's actually the least important thing about me. It, it's the least important thing that contributes to my pleasure. And, you know, as your body changes and we're all aging, unless you're JLo. And so we're, we're like, our bodies are constantly changing. Maybe you're on new medications or you're postpartum or you're, you know, you've gone through surgery or your body's just changing. And so being able to, to stay in contact with how it feels and tapping into like what it feels like and what pleasure it can experience is so much more powerful than trying to get a six pack or trying to think about anti-aging creams, or there's a lot of money that's built off of our insecurities. And so pleasure is something that's your right. It's always accessible to you. Yeah. So, okay. So for those that are listening at home that were probably like me, you know, and they're just like, well, I never really went down that route. Like I have a partner. Um, and so I just use my partner. Um, I don't really like, I'm not about the self-pleasure because I've never really, you know, discovered it or tried it. How would one start? Yeah. Yeah. I love that question. Cause it, it's, you know, sometimes it's confusing or it feels weird, or like you mentioned, we're navigating all these stories of shame that we've learned from culture or family. So one thing is, is to get into that headspace, you know, think about what turns you on. If it's porn, great. If it's erotica, if it's erotic audio, if it's fantasizing about past lovers or past sexual experiences, if it's thinking about fantastical sexual experiences, like you're, you're I heard someone was masturbating to Outlander. Are we all masturbating to Outlander? I've never watched it. Is Me that either. the next series? I, I I don't know. I don't know. I just I heard people Bridgerton were, season oh one. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay. Yeah, Bridgerton for sure. Yeah. So figure out what your input is or what gets you into that sexy state of mind. It could even be something like a, a bubble bath. It could be in the shower. It could be changing the mood lighting. It could be, you know, any anything that's going to put you in a relaxed state. And the second thing is to let go of orgasm as a goal. You don't need to orgasm during masturbation. There's lots of other benefits to self-pleasure that are outside of orgasm. So even feeling good, feeling relaxed, feeling self-intimacy, feeling like, oh, that touch was good. We know that that children, they touch themselves, right? They touch their genitals. It's not necessarily sexual. It's just because it feels good. So we want to get back into that sort of innocence with our pleasure and and let go of, of all these things that we've taught. And some people like external pleasure. So touching the clitoris, some people like their labia touch, some people want to engage their butt, their nipples. You know, there's so many other erogenous zones on our body other than your genitals. So even start by just like a self massage or a self touch on areas that feel good, drag your hands around your body and see what feels interesting. Because sometimes we'll accidentally discover a spot and that you didn't know your left labia is like, I've been waiting for you to touch me. And and righty's like, yeah, I don't care too much about this. So, you know, we want to actually take it slow and allow pleasure to build. So you don't have to put something inside of you if you don't like it. If you like that, great. Um, I tend to masturbate externally. That's just sort of what I play with. But sometimes it takes a little bit of time to figure out what's the toy, what's the touch, what's the vibration that feels good. So if it doesn't work out the first time, don't worry about it. You know, you got to know yourself a little bit and you're building this relationship. But I think the key, like you said, is just there's like, don't try not to feel shame. Mm-hmm. 
try not to feel shame. And like, and I know that that is like easier said than done because of like all the things that we had mentioned, depending your upbringing, culture, religion, um, society. Um, you know what I mean? It's kind of hard not to, but if you can let that go, I think it's a serious game changer. Yes. Yes. And it takes practice. I mean, it took you like a long time to learn it, right? They had to condition us into it. And so now it's going to take time to unlearn it. And one way is like listening to conversations like this, having these conversations with your friends so that it, they also have a space to unpack their shame because guaranteed they also have shame. Most of yeah. the people that I work with have shame around their bodies, around their desires and fantasies, and also their performance. So whether they're wet enough or hard enough, whether they can orgasm or they take too long or too little to orgasm, so we all share the same kind of suffering around our, our pleasure. And, and so moving that out of the way is also a collective effort. It's, it's about having these conversations more public and not censored. Yeah. And like, there is a lot of pressure around it. There's a lot of pressure around it. You know what I mean? Like you said, some people will be like, well, I'm having a really hard time orgasm, like getting an orgasm um, or, or guys, you know what I mean? If, if they lose their erection or they orgasm too quickly, you know? And I think that no matter, you know, what, which scenario it is for you, there's, there's no shame in it and everything is normal and, and it's natural, you know? And I think that by having these conversations, uh, we normalize it. Yes. And it's like, okay, no, you're not, you're not an anomaly. You're not the first guy to lose an erection or not get hard, or you're not the first guy to like, you know, orgasm, like, you know, at the drop of a dime or as a female, like you're not the only female that maybe didn't achieve orgasm. Yes. You know, or has a hard time getting to that point. Yeah. So I think by having these conversations and, you know, um, and I think it's all about this, like self-discovery and education, educating yourself, whether it's, yeah, listening to, to a show like this, whether it's through having conversations with, you know, some friends that, you know, you feel safe with to have these conversations with, whether it's listening to a podcast like yours, Luna, which by the way, give us the title of the podcast. Yeah, it's the plug podcast by B-Vibe. So it's all about booty stuff. So if you're interested in butt stuff, that's, that was what we're talking about. That's okay. So, Don't so tell just my mom. <laughs> <laughs> that one in your back pocket guys. Um, but there is, there's a lot to discover. And I always, there's one thing that I always talk about as a mom, as a woman, um, you know, I, I always, I always say that I need to be in a good place. Because if I am not in a good place, then how can I be of any good to anyone around me? And that means to my children, to any partner, to any friends, you know, so I need to be in a good place. And what does that mean? Like being in a good place means knowing who you are, what you're about, you know, and sexuality plays a huge part of that. Yeah. Absolutely. I think we we take for granted that our sexual wellness is, is part of our overall health. So we have very few even medical providers when we're seeking out healthcare that are going to be able to talk with us in a way that is shame-free, that is trauma-informed, that is pleasure-focused. So even your gyno isn't really taught 
you know, pleasure anatomy when they're in school. Like we have a, a huge bias and dearth of the clitoral nerve network in medical diagrams. Like why is it so body part? Why do we not have this info? So we can see how it trickles down into our experiences of not knowing really what pleasure anatomy is. And you, you talk about things like, like erections and we talk about, you know, especially for, for men or people with penises, like we've got so much pressure on this erection that sex begins and ends with the erection. Well, what if it didn't? You know, what if after somebody orgasmed with their penis that they we still continue sex and sex isn't defined just as penetration, that if you love your nipples stimulated or your balls played with or your ear kissed, you know, those are all things that that can feel super exciting and super erogenous that we just take for granted because we're so focused on this one idea of sex, which is also pretty heteronormative and doesn't really speak to to queer people as well or people who are not having penetrative sex. It's so true. There's so much to learn. There's so much to learn, so much to talk about. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to be back with more. We've got Luna Matatas on the show. This is the parenting show right here on AM640 Toronto Radio. Welcome back to the parenting show with Pina Crispo from chicmama.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. It is Sunday night, and you are tuned into the Parenting Show right here on AM640 Toronto Radio. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca, and we've got pleasure and sex expert Luna Matata's joining us. The conversation is good, and it's hot, Luna. Oh, so hot, so hot. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We're talking about self-discovery. We're talking about sex. We're talking about masturbation. We're talking about all kinds of things that we need to talk about because it is not talked about. And there's so much shame and there's so much judgment surrounding it all. Um, but there's so much good that goes along with it. Um, and by good, it also feels great. So, you know, let's talk. <laughs> Um, Luna, you mentioned, um, you mentioned before the break, you were saying how, you know, there's how it impacts our life, you know, sex, pleasure, um, masturbation. And I couldn't help but think about just how I'm trying to find the words here. I couldn't help but think of how connected it is to all different aspects of our life. You know, I think about it as mind, body, and soul. It's a very spiritual thing for me. It's an energy exchange if I'm with someone. Um, and it's also, you know, it just, it helps you feel good and puts you in a good place. It's much like going to the gym, you know, when it comes to mental health. And so these past two years, going through this pandemic, it's been stressful. It's been hard. A lot of people have been like anxiety, depression, um, all kinds of yucky things. You know what I mean? So what exactly, like, am I just imagining things or does, does sex, intimacy, pleasure really truly have an impact positively on our lives and help us with those things? Yeah. Oh, you're, you're so on point with so many of those, those ideas because sex and even arousal. So even if you have sex and you're not necessarily coming to orgasm, you're still having your, the benefits of your brain 
cueing your body to open up blood flow, to send feel good chemicals like endorphins into your body. So you're having a physiological change in state that results in more relaxation, that results in more openness, that results in more feelings of bonding or connectedness, whether that's just for yourself or or with a partner. And then you're also getting the the physical benefits of of being able to use your body in in a different way. You're using it in a way that you don't normally do. You're taking up space in feelings and sensations that you don't normally get to play with. So think about, you know, when you go for a massage, like you're, you're going for a massage, it's an experience, you're having a physical experience, but some people really like those like deep tissue, like hurt you mm-hmm. kind of massages. <laughs> and some people like more of a Swedish massage. So we have a range of intensity of experiencing sensation and what pleasure looks like is different for different people. And then you've also got this, this beautiful opportunity to take up space in joy. You know, we are not just put on this earth to work and parent and make money or do whatever, these kind of productive things that we actually are joy and, and nourishing pleasure, whether it's sexual or not, is going to make us feel more fulfilled. And so that's the reason why people, you know, keep things like plants or pets or you have activities or you have hobbies, things that aren't related to these productive goals that that make us feel more human. We actually connect to those parts of ourselves that want to experience joy. And sex is one of those vessels. Sex is one of those pathways to it. And so prioritizing pleasure, whether that's five minutes, it could be five minutes that you check yourself out yeah. in the mirror and you're like, you're cute. And, you know, you give yourself some, some self-touch or you uh, massage yourself or you take care. You know, I'm someone who I moisturize all the time. And I usually just like slap oil all over my skin, but I've taken that now into a moment of pleasure where I'm actually like feeling my skin. I'm feeling the sensation of pressure of massaging oil into my skin. That's pleasure. And and it doesn't, that's erotic pleasure, but it's not necessarily sexual. I don't have to orgasm from that. So there are so many moments that we can take up space in our, our pleasure. That's our erotic energy, but it's not necessarily going to result in orgasm. That's so true. It's these little things. And like you said, it doesn't need to take a whole lot of time. Um, And it honestly is like such a great way to de-stress as well. Yes. I have a girlfriend of mine who says, um, you know, it's all about, you know, an orgasm a day. (laughs) I love that. You don't necessarily need to, you know, get to that point, but I just love, I just love it. You know what I mean? like, I forget about that. the apple. <laughs> yeah. I don't want an apple. <laughs> but it's so true. Like, think about all like the great things that come with it. Like you said, you know what I mean? Like, think about the serotonin and oxytocin and all those amazing chemicals within us that get released, you know, at at those times, those times of like, you know what I mean? Like those feel good, you know, like, Hey, for some people it's a hug, you know, and then it does the trick and it can be little things like that, but taking the time for yourself, um, is honestly, I think just going to improve, um, not only your self-confidence, how you feel about yourself, how you just feel overall, you know what I mean? Like with your health and wellness, but also when it comes to your partner, and that relationship, like I said, you know, the past two years have been really crappy and everyone's stressed out, you know, homeschooling, we're in lockdown, we're not in lockdown, we're in lockdown, not in lockdown, got to teach the kids while I work from home, while I do this, you know, my partner's stressed, I'm stressed. And it's like, stop, 
just stop, take some time. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need to be more intentional about, about our pleasure. And, and like you said, so many people, you're homeschooling, maybe you're home, both homeworking, you're all together all the time. And it can be hard to make that switch into a, a mindset of pleasure. And so using things like rituals. So being able to uh, say, okay, when I change out of my work clothes, now it's like playtime. And maybe we light a specific candle to in initiate a sensual time. Maybe we have a code word, you know, maybe it's a specific night of the week, anything that you can do to kind of change up that energy and say, okay, okay, brain and body, we're now moving into a pleasure, playful sense. We want to play our, our sexual selves and our pleasure is all about play. Yeah. And it's, <sighs> It is. It's play. It's have fun. It's be light, especially when everything is so heavy. You know, just like take take that time, take that time, you know, do something for yourself. You go to the gym, don't you? You know, or or it's like I'm going to I'm going to go um, for a manicure or, you know, if you're, if you're one of the guys listening is like, okay, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go fishing with the guys or whatever. You take time to do all these other things. And God knows we take so much time for our kids, you know, running them back and forth from activities, spending time with them. Like, why wouldn't you take some of that time for yourself? We're talking with Luna Matatas on the show today, sex and pleasure educator. We will be back with more, so stay tuned. This is The Parenting Show right here on AM640 Toronto Radio. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And guys, if you've been listening, you know it's a good one. We've got Luna Matatas joining us. She's a sex and pleasure educator. And she's like amazing. Luna, you're just fantastic. I love you. Can I just say? Oh my God, I love you too. <laughs> so we've been talking about a lot of things. We've been talking about like self-pleasure, masturbation, you know, how to get started, um, being with your partner, all of that stuff. Um, the shame, self-confidence, everything. But what about those moments when you're just like, I'm everything is everything's weighing heavy on me, or I've just not been having a good day or week. And this is the last thing on my mind. I don't want to, I, I, I'm not thinking about it. I don't want to do it. I don't want my partner coming anywhere near me. Like, what do we do? What do we do? Yeah, this is so common. I mean, stress is such a big inhibitor of our desire, of our interest in sex, of our, our pleasure. And, and this can happen from relationship difficulties. It can happen from thinking about your to-do list. It can happen from, you know, not really even being in touch with that part of yourself for so long that it feels intimidating to, to get back in touch with it. And um, this is something lots of people deal with. So you're not alone if you can really relate to this. And we feel shame about it. We worry about our relationship. You know, is my partner not going to love me anymore or want to be with me or feel attracted to me because I'm not interested in sex? Um, also remembering that uh, some people also feel a lot of shame around how their body performs during sex. And so if you're um, on medications, if you're perimenopausal or menopausal, your arousal is going to look different. So your fluids are going to look and feel different. Your vagina is going to look and feel different. And sometimes that, that makes us disinterested in sex as our bodies are, are changing. 
So if you are feeling any of these things, there's a couple of things that you can do. So one is, you know, really thinking about expanding that definition of sex, that sex isn't just about getting to orgasm or feeling like you have pleased your partner. So maybe sex for you is getting a full body massage from your partner or a hand massage or making out with your underwear on or watching your partner masturbate or them watching you masturbate or reading erotic stories together or, you know, really having these moments where you're still getting those same sensations. So you're getting some touch, you're getting some connection, and you're getting those feelings of of relaxation and those swirly feel good chemicals start to come up. Because really that series of of what we would call either like lower sexual kind of interactions, you like those, right? We we call them Mm. foreplay, but they're actually just sex. Like they they are just sex. If you just want to receive oral, if you just want to give oral, if you want to play with your partner's butt, you know, sometimes also getting creative, trying something that you're not too sure about, but you're like, why are people into that? You know, that's where we saw so much interest in Fifty Shades of Grey and kink really came out as oh, damn, this is exciting to think about. You know, your biggest sexual organ is your brain. You've got this erotic imagination, like feed it, give it something to eat and see if that changes your your physical reaction to it. The other thing is, is that so many people are only receiving affection during sex. And so talk with your partner about having non-sexual affection in times outside of the bedroom or that's not leading to sex. Because if I keep thinking, oh, if my partner gives me a massage, then he's going to want to have sex. It's going to lead to that. Yeah. And there's a lot of That's what he wants. Yeah. Yes. And so we need to have a conversation that's like, hey, babe, I love I love when you touch me. I love when we do these things. Can we do them in in non-sexual times? Like, I kind of just want to feel you and I want that to be like a breadcrumb for when we actually do have sex. So that takes the pressure off of I'm only getting a hug or massage or a kiss because, you know, they're trying to have sex. And that creates a lot of anxiety for people, a lot of pressure. And that in a way can be foreplay. It doesn't need to be foreplay like five minutes before an hour before, but it's foreplay leading up to it. It could start off in the morning or the day before, you know what I mean? And that creates like a lot of excitement and fun. And honestly, like how good does it feel to have someone just like desire you? Yes. Yes. And want nothing from you. They just want to adore you. They just want to give you an offering of affection. Like that. I'm down for that. Sign me up. Sign (laughs) me up. No, it's so good. And you know what? Actually, I have to, as as we come close to the end of the show, um, you actually have a lot of amazing resources. I had said earlier on that, you know, it's a lot about, um, educating yourself and having conversations. And when I talk about education, not only is it like, you know, listening to maybe your podcast, Luna, but it's maybe even, you know, discovering new things, looking into new things. And you have an amazing uh, series of webinars on your website. So what's the website? Uh, It's lunamitadas.com. Okay. So guys go there then you're going to want to look under webinars. So um, there are some that we can't say. <laughs> yeah, There's one that's my favorite. And I want to say it's so bad just because <laughs> the title is amazing. And for you guys, when you go there, you're going to know exactly which one I'm talking about, which please, please take that one. 
Now everyone's curious. You're going right. to see a spike of visits on your website now. <laughs> I'm going to be but, like, okay, tell us, some, <laughs> tell us some of the, the webinars you have on the site. Yeah, I, I have so many different webinars, everything from, from kinky skills to sexual confidence and communication skills to how to have a threesome to butt stuff. And what's great is that they're available on demand and you can take them anytime you want. But in every webinar, I'm always talking about how to build your confidence, your creativity and your communication in the bedroom. So sex is a skill. I think it's not. We think we sort of tumble into it, but there's so much that you can learn that can add to those things that are just going to make your desire and your confidence feel much more yours and more secure. I love it. You even have, you've got one about even just talking dirty. Yeah. Oh, that one's so popular because everyone feels Which, awkward when they talk dirty, but I got you. I got eight different types of dirty talks. You, you like, know. Yeah. That talk about, you know what I mean? That breadcrumb leading up to something or that, you know, foreplay, like starting in the morning, leading into the bedroom at night or like a day before or something like that. That is fun stuff. And that is like, Oh, I, you know what, that maybe I got to put that on my list. I actually, for everyone listening at home, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I've got three webinars, uh, downloaded and ready to go three of Luna's webinars. I'm not going to tell you which ones, um, you can go on there and you can maybe try to guess, but, um, trust me, it is, it's all about, you know, just self-discovery and education. And like, I always say, knowledge is power. Absolutely. Right. So Luna, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It was amazing. And I cannot wait to have you back because there's so much that we can talk about, you know? Um, so we're definitely going to have you back on the show, but Luna, if people want to find you, where can they find you? Yeah, they can find me at lunamatadas.com or on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at lunamatadas. And uh, yeah, I'd love to see you there learning. There's so many good things that we can keep covering and keep chatting about. Thank you for having me. I would love to come back. Thank you. Yes, it's going to it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing for all of you guys listening at home. Go. It's Sunday night. Draw yourself a bath, light some candles or grab your partner, put on some music, you know, some Marvin Gaye, maybe. Ooh, right? Do it and have some fun. Happy Sunday, guys. Thanks for joining us. We will catch you next week right here on The Parenting Show. I'm Pina Crispo from chicmama.ca and you're listening to us on AM640 Toronto Radio.